guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. We all find our own hobbies and our own things to collect. Some might find them weird. Some might find them cool. But we all have our own things we gravitate towards. But why? You know, there's probably a scientific explanation behind this. Did I research that ahead of time? No, I did do some research ahead of time. For me, music and dance was always something that was like a hobby of mine, something that I always grew up doing, surprisingly. You know, when I was around three or four, my older cousin had a performing arts center, you know, was dancing, singing, acting. And I got put into that program because my older sister did it, my mom did it. So it's kind of like in the family. So I joined it. And let me tell you, they put me in the classes. I'm doing my thing, whatever. Comes time to the very first show. I still remember it. It's crazy, but... They put me on the stage. I was like two or three. And they put me on the stage. And I had to do a dancing thing and a singing thing. And I looked out into the audience. And everyone was looking at me and staring at me and clapping and smiling and yelling. And I I freaked out that I cried and I ran off the stage. So that's when my parents were like, okay, maybe she's not ready for this. So then they waited. And then when I was like three or four, they put me back on that stage. But this time they said if I stayed on the stage the whole time, time they'd give me a dollar. I remember it so well. I was like, you can get a dollar if you stay on that stage. And I was like, oh, a dollar? I can get so many things. I can get four lollipops from the store down the street. That was my little kid logic. So I went up on that stage. I stared out into that audience. Everybody was looking at me, and I, I cried. But you know what? I did not run off the stage. I stayed there, and I cried, and I did the whole performance. And then something clicked in my brain, and I was like, wait a minute. This is fun, especially when I got paid for it. I said, ooh. This is what I want to do with my life. Okay, I know we're like three and four, like Megan. You can't know that's what you want to do with your life. But no, I'm telling you for real. This is, that was that moment. That was like, I want to do this. And from then on out, I used to like run onto the stage. I would like be the center of attention. I would like kind of push people out of my way. And then as I got older, I'd push people in front of me because I got self-conscious. And I was like, no, 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 no. You can have the spotlight. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want the spotlight anymore. I still love performing, but you can be up there. And um, everyone would just push me to the front because they're like, no, we look at you for the performance. Like, we look for you to know what to do. And I was like, damn it. That's uh, my experience with a hobby turning into a career, which you have to be careful with this because it can kind of kill the fun at times. Like, I know I went to a music college and I love music, obviously. When I was first in school, I still had the passion for it. I loved it. I was like, yes, this is what I want to do with my life. This is so great. But then when the music started becoming homework and started becoming projects, there was like a brief moment where I was like, this isn't fun anymore. Like this is now an assignment and not something I can do for fun. And then something in my brain clicked and I was like, you know what? It can still be fun. I remember there was this time for my classes where I had to write a song by Friday and the professor had gave it to us at the beginning of the week. He's like, this needs to be done by the end of the week. And I panicked. I was like, oh my God, I have to write a song by the end of the week. So I titled my song, I Have to Write a Song by Friday. And here, I'll actually put it in right now. This is what I wrote and I submitted to my professor. Yeah, it's trash, but I got extra points because he thought my title was so funny. And then the rhythm is, I want to write a song by Friday. So that's what that is. So if you put those words over my little melody I wrote, that's my song. I literally just repeated it over and over. You know, it can be fun when your hobby turns into a career, but it can also be 
not fun when that happened. But another thing that ties into hobbies is collections. You know, a lot of people collect things. Some people collect stamps. I don't know why this reminded me of it. But did you ever have those quarter books growing up where, like, you would have to find a quarter from every state? I think I have mine somewhere. But why did we do that? Why did we try to collect quarters from every single state? That's so weird. But, like, sometimes, like, currency can be worth money. Like, that just blows my mind that, like, it can be worth more than what it is, if that makes sense. But, you know, people collect all different things. One of my favorite things to collect, which my mom's not happy about because it takes up a lot of space, but I love collecting guitars. Is that weird? It's mostly any instrument. Like, I just love collecting instruments and having instruments, even if I don't know how to play them. I just love instruments. But my biggest thing is guitars. I have so many guitars. I'll have editing men come in with the number of guitars I have. But let me just say in my defense, this is not to show off. This is not to brag. A lot of these I paid for myself or I actually got for free. But yeah, just want to put that little subtle plug there, a little PSA. This is not bragging. This is just to show how serious I am about collecting guitars. So editing makes me come in here. Hey, what's up? It's editing Meg. So in my room alone, there are 10 guitars. In our den, there's two to three. I didn't honestly count in there. I'm just going off the top of my head. But in my parents' room, there's five guitars plus a bass guitar, which there's a lot of guitars in the house for only one person knowing how to play them. Even though my dad has a guitar, he doesn't know how to play them. I've tried teaching him, but if you're looking for guitars, um, Craigslist has a lot. Sometimes you can get them for free there and then garage sales. And honestly, you'd be surprised that people throw guitars away. Yeah, that's how I have some of mine. My aunt found them in the trash, which is kind of disgusting to say. I cleaned them up before I touched them. You know, it was pre-COVID, you know, it wasn't that gross. It's kind of gross looking back on it. But you'd be surprised how many people just like give their guitars away. Yeah, you see, the first step to having a problem is admitting you have a problem. So I have a problem with collecting guitars, but it's just so fun because I'm not picky when it comes to my guitars, like what brand it is. Like a lot of people will be picky. Like for me and my saxophone, I am very picky. My very first saxophone was a Yamaha. And my second one that I bought was also a Yamaha because every company builds them differently. And I just like the way Yamaha set up, like I can reach the keys. I've played other ones, like one of the top of the line for saxophones. It's supposed to be a Selmer saxophone. And I actually played one once and it sounded really cool. It sounded really nice, but I didn't like the way my hands were sitting on it. It was just too spaced out. I felt like I couldn't reach certain keys. And like I played other different types. Can't think of their names. But I've tried other brands and I just personally don't like the way they feel. Like I just like the feel of a Yamaha. So like I get it when like guitar players be like, oh, I only play Fender. Oh, I only play Gibson or oh, I only play Taylors. Which, oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. When I was in high school, there was a girl who was a year ahead of me and crazy talented musician. She had a Taylor guitar and she played in the talent show and she let me play it once. That thing. That thing was like the gates of heaven opening up. There's angels everywhere. There's so much beauty and happiness. There's no hate in the world. It's like It sounded so nice. And I understand why people like Taylor guitars. I don't own one because they're hella expensive. Like hella, hella expensive. Like my most expensive guitar is $350. And that's not even close to being expensive for guitars. That's like on the cheaper end. Which, speaking of instruments, this is like a weird thing to say probably. But for all my other fellow musicians out there who are listening to this podcast, hey, what's up? But um, do you guys name your instruments? Because this is so bad. I name my instruments. Every single instrument that comes through my house, it gets a name eventually. One of my guitars is called No Name because I didn't think of a name for it yet. And I've had it for like years now. But I name every single instrument I have. Is that weird? And like I don't stick to just one gender. Like I switch it up. Is that a weird thing to bet on the internet? I don't know. But like it's a known thing. Like there's so many famous musicians who name their instruments, especially like guitars. 
lot of guitars get female names, which that's just weird. How do you like put a gender to a non-gender inanimate object? Editing Megs and Coming Here was some of like the more famous ones. I know Prince named his guitar. Someone else did too. It's like a really famous one and I can't think of the name, but I feel like it starts with the C. But yeah, editing Megs and Coming Here to give us some facts about musicians naming their instruments, even though this is way off topic kind of, but not really. I know I said it's weird giving genders to inanimate objects after I just said I name my instruments and basically give them genders. So uh, let's uh, ignore that. But Eden and Meg came in for a purpose and that was to talk about musicians who name their instruments. And the one I was thinking of was B.B. King naming his guitar Lucille. I don't know why I thought it started with a C, but George Harrison named his guitar Lucy. Eric Clapton had Blackie and Brownie. Willie Nelson had Trigger. And I really thought Prince named his guitar, but all I could find was the Cloud guitar, which is his most famous one. And then this got me curious into thinking, why do musicians name their instruments? Because clearly I'm not the only crazy person out there who names their instruments. But what I found online was that musicians feel a special bond with instruments, that instruments are an extra limb or an extension of themselves, which I completely understand and relate to, because that's how I feel about mine. Yeah, see, I'm not crazy. Other people do it too. And you know, it's just we all get so attached to our like our collections and our hobbies and it's just weird but it's also weird what's that weird but another thing about collections and hobbies is when like they start becoming worth money remember beanie babies oh my god i have a whole bin full of beanie babies under my bed right now because people are like oh this is gonna be worth money this is gonna be worth money they're not worth that much money anymore and like the same thing is happening right now with squish mallows do you know what i'm talking about those like stuffed animals that are blowing up everywhere there's like so so taking over the world it's crazy but what kind of makes me mad is when people, they're called scalpers. And I know I mentioned this in a previous episode, but like when scalpers go and they like buy so, so much of everything that's there and then they like resell it on the internet for a higher price. Like, don't do that. Like, you don't know who you're taking that from. Like my dad, he collects Hot Wheels right now and he also like customizes them. But there was like times where like he was having a hard time finding a single Hot Wheel because scalpers are going around like taking them all. And like, it's a 99 cent toy that they're charging like $20 for. And people are paying it. It's just, it blows my mind how people are willing to pay so much more money for an item that's hard to find. Like another example is Funko Pops. You know what I'm talking about? Those really cute things. I have so many. It's a problem. But there's some that I really, really want. And I can't find them anywhere because they're either not in production anymore. They're just hard to find. But there's one that I really want from the movie Up. You know the one with like the kid who's like in Boy Scouts and the old guy, Carl, and then Kevin the Bird. Well, that's what I want. I want Kevin the Bird with the house, right? People, when it came out, I think it was like, I don't know, like $25, maybe $50 at most. That's probably exaggerating. This thing is going for almost $500 to buy. And not even in like perfect condition, like in used. Like sometimes even open boxes are going that high. And I'm like, what the heck? These scalpers are crazy. I did a little research ahead of time. You'll be proud of me. I did research on the hobby side versus the collecting side. Because I feel like sometimes hobbies and collections go hand in hand. Like with me like with a lot of people. But anyways, for hobbies, I learned that there are five hobbies you should have, according to the internet. The first one is a creative hobby. A second one is a hobby to socialize. The third one is a hobby to stay in shape. Fourth is a hobby to learn. And five is a hobby that makes you money. Now here's my problem with this. These are saying these are five different things, right? But what if you have one hobby that hits all five. For example, music and dance. Going back to that, music and dance, that allows you to be creative. It allows you to socialize, especially with dance, because you know, you're in a group of people sometimes, or even music, you have a group of like your bandmates. Stay in shape, 
dancing, that's a lot of staying in shape. Dancing is way harder than people think. People think it's a little TikTok dance, little one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, pop, 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 pop. No, it is a lot harder than the pop, 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 pops. Next is a hobby to learn. You know, music, it activates your brain in different ways compared to other things. Oh, we should look that up. Is it the left side of your brain that's your creative side or your right side? No, like they're split in half. One side's logic, one side's creative. Editing Meg's gonna come in here with that fact. According to simplypsychology.com, an article from May 18, 2021, the left side of the brain is considered the more logical slash number side, while the right side is more creativity. And then music in the brain, according to hopkinsmedicine.org, Music is a total brain workout. There are a few things that stimulate the brain the way music does. And honestly, there's just a lot, a lot of information about music and the brain and how they work together that it's just too much for Editing Meg to do in one segment right here. So maybe, maybe next season, because we're running out of episodes this season, we're already on 10 out of 13, we'll do a whole episode on music and the brain because that just seems interesting to me. I don't know if that's interesting to you, so totally DM me on social media to let me know if you want me to do an episode on that. But yeah, music activates your brain in ways that other things don't. And the last thing is a hobby that makes you money. You can make money, contrary to belief, you can make money off of being a musician and a dancer. Just saying, just putting that out there. You can make money that way. So it's like, do you really need five separate hobbies or can you just have like one or two hobbies that hits all these points? The best thing about hobbies and collections is when you find people who have the same interest as you, you know, you have little groups, it can be nice, you look out for each other, you're like, oh, hey, did you hear about this? Oh, hey, did you hear about this? Oh, look, I got this. Like, no many times, going back to my dad with his Hot Wheels, he'll, like, find a Hot Wheel someone in the group wants, he'll be like, oh, I got it, want me to get it for you? And they'll be like, yeah, sure, I'll give you the money for it. Like, it's so cute when people come together and, like, support each other and help each other out. So the next time that someone questions your hobby or your collection, just know there's other people out there in the world who are just like you. You just gotta find them. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Hey Guys is Meg. You can follow Hey Guys is Meg underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and good times. Come back next week where we talk about people. Yep, people. You know, humans, me, potentially you. We're gonna talk all about it. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.